0: This afternoon I've sort of been looking forward to this interview the whole day today talking to Caroline Liza Gang. Now one of the youngest classical composers in South African history and also winner of the iTunes Best of 2015 award for Best Classical Album in 2015. Caroline has raised the bar on classical composition not only in her home country but in the rest of the musical world with her stunning world-class debut release that was in 2015 i'm not going to try and say it because i think it's norwegian and i'm just going to mess up the name also her album simple circles that was released in 2016 Caroline, good afternoon. Hi. Welcome to 702. <laughs>
1: Hi, thank you for
0: having me. Great to have you on. Get you a little bit closer to that sure. microphone over there. There you go. All right. Your release of what in 2015? Oerblick?
1: Yeah. Oerblick. That's right. Oh, I got
0: it. Right. <laughs> okay. Fantastic. Good stuff. All right. Before we get your actual music. Thank you. I want to know about Caroline Liza I want to know more about you and where you started out and just give us all the details. All the details. Um,
1: I, oh, I don't think I'm the youngest classical composer anymore. <laughs> I think I'm getting yeah. quite old now. Um, but I started out quite simply, um, born and, ra- born and raised in Johannesburg, uh, studied here, went to WITS for three years and dropped out, um, studied music. Um, I'm still not entirely sure why, what drove me to drop out, but then I applied to Trinity College of Music in London. And it was a bit of a joke uh, at first, <laughs> and then I got an audition. So I had submitted a portfolio, and they accepted me into a postgraduate program for, for two years, and I was there for two years, and I think that's where I started composing music.
0: Why, why classical music? Because I'm looking at you, and I'm thinking to myself, so many young people want Britney Spears, Beyonce, and the list goes on. But you chose <laughs> classical
1: if I could be like Britney Spears or Beyonce and write music like that, I definitely would. <laughs> it probably would be far more lucrative. Um, but I've been a classical musician my entire life. I've played piano since I was six or seven. I started playing cello when I was 14. Um, I did classical music from a trick. So I didn't really, I didn't really know anything else. And I really, there's something about purely instrumental music that I'm drawn to. And I understand it. Uh, So I can't, I don't know how to write lyrics.
0: (laughs) You don't know how to write lyrics? I don't
1: know how to write lyrics. Um, I don't know how to write a pop beat. Um, I would be completely in the dark if I was asked to do so. So classical music.
0: Oh, that sounds good though It really does. I mean, okay, so what are your influences? I'm thinking about Mozart's or... Um, Bach,
1: <laughs> Bach yeah? weirdly enough, is actually... Uh, I say weirdly enough because I hate Baroque music. Um, it's very it's very busy and very... Uh, I don't know, I find it very annoying. Um, but Bach, Chilo, Preludes uh, are a great inspiration for me. Uh, Chopin, Preludes. Um, then the more contemporary classical composers like Max Richter, uh, Nils Fromm, uh, Nico Muley, Philip, uh, Philip Glass, uh, Olaf Arnold. Um, who else? God,
0: there's quite a, there's well, quite a few. Well, you've named quite a few, that <laughs> you really have. Now, hold on. You went overseas to to, to to London, and you landed up working with somebody, and I was having a look today, who was quite instrumental in quite a few movie soundtracks yes, as well. Uh,
1: he was my supervisor, John Ashton Thomas. Um, he, he's actually one of the biggest inspirations for me because – um, my supervisor before him, she was more, uh, you have very vast aspect or level degrees of contemporary classical music. And I mean, it can fall on either side of the spectrum. So you have the very obscure where it's kind of knocking on a door and calling it music. Then you have the contemporary in the sense that it's new classical, it's more aesthetically pleasing, and it's... It's the full music of, of, of the world. Yeah. So it's the film score. And um, my first supervisor, she was on that spectrum of try to be a little bit more weird with your composition and think weirdly. Whereas John Ashton Thomas was, he taught me how to take my environment and turn it into something that I saw every day and how I kind of see the world and I feel the world and I can express myself in a musical in a musical tone. So, yeah, he was. He was extremely instrumental.
0: Have you maintained that relationship with him because I'm thinking this is a huge career opening for you?
1: Um, no, sadly enough I haven't actually maintained it. Um, I maintained a bit of a relationship with my head of composition at the at the school. Um, but no. I should I should actually reach out. I should, should reach out.
0: When writing music, and starting out from such a young age, I mean, you spoke about, I think, piano at six, cello at 14. Is it difficult to write? Do you get inspiration? How does this work?
1: It's it's a very strange process for me because I I think in music. I see, I absorb everything in music and I think in sounds every single day. So it could be from an angle grinder going on and three houses down from me and a, a beat will come and then I generate I generate a, a, I don't know, a melody or, or something that comes out of it. And then eventually when I can put all the ideas together and everything that I've absorbed around me and feelings that I've had. And I suppose it's a very emotive process and it's an expression of myself. But it's also trying to tell a story where the listener can tell their own story at the same time. So sometimes I write completely from my head onto paper and then... Like with this album, some of the pieces I wrote on the piano and didn't write down on paper and some of the pieces I wrote down on paper and didn't write, (laughs) (laughs) didn't play on the piano. So it's a, it's a very back and forth. Process?
0: Do you all sometimes lie awake at night and you have a tune in your head, some sort of something in your head, and you think, whoa, hold on a second now. I, I need to go hum it into my cell phone. I need to go and <laughs> capture it before it's gone forever.
1: Uh, thankfully, I'm very obsessive, so I I have it on repeat all the time. So I do I do lie awake at night and I have an idea that's going, but uh, sometimes it's it comes and it goes, and if it comes back and I can play it, then... It will stick
0: Yeah I want to go back To your origins And you spoke about Going to Vitz University mm. Youngsters who are listening To this interview And many I'm not sure if your parents Said the same thing to you But I want to start music I want to get into music And they go What? No, oh, no. <laughs> What did your parents say to you?
1: My parents were the reason why I went to study oh, music. Very nice. It was th- quite the opposite. I was going to, nobody judged me for saying this, but I, I was going to go to beauty school and then to film school and then to be a, a hairdresser. And my mother said, no, <laughs> you are applying to VITS. You're going to apply for a BMAS and that is what you're going to do. And so. I yep. did.
0: <laughs> okay, we're gonna pick up on that in a second. We are speaking to Caroline Liza Gang, a musician, composer, classical composer extraordinaire. Because I must admit, I'm, I've sort of uh, such shown admiration of your creativity, and I think many people out there think to themselves as well. Maybe I should have gone into that, and I've actually done it. And I think that takes courage, doesn't it?
1: Either courage or stupidity. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not music as a whole as a career is not an easy is not an easy profession. I mean, you have to have drive and you have to have goals in mind and you have to be able to stick by your convictions and what you want to do with it. And in order to make it and actually make a living out of it is extremely difficult. So it takes, yeah, it does take courage, but I also think I'm a little bit stupid sometimes when I try to do something and if it doesn't always work out the way that it did, then I kind of feel a bit deflated by by the process. But Thank you.
0: (laughs) All right, Caroline, we'll take a break now and then coming back, listening to some of your music. The Friday Profile. Right, the Friday Profile interview today is talking to Caroline Elizagang, one of the youngest classical composers in South African history and also winner of the iTunes Best of 2015 Award for Best Classical Album. Caroline, tell us about that.
1: About the award,
0: mm, about the album as well. Uh, we have a look.
1: Um, that was actually quite a big surprise to get the award. Um, I was extremely honoured to 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 receive it, especially considering there were some phenomenal albums released that year, jo- including Pretty Ender's debut, um, A Journey. Um, but yeah, I I think it was a, a huge leap for for my career to receive that award. I think it put quite a lot of pressure. Or set a standard for, for what came after that album. Um, Mm. So yeah, but it was it was it was great. It was a great achievement. I'm very proud of it.
0: All right, then you have Simple Circles that was released in 2016. That's a bit different, isn't it?
1: It's very different. Um, So the idea of Simple Circles was, I wanted to write something. Not that I couldn't. I can't. It's not that I can't play the pieces from Oerblich. It's just that I'm not a, a seasoned performer. So I wanted to write an album that was a little bit more toned down, a little bit more simple. That will, it was, so I wrote it in ternary form, which is you have ABA. So you'll have your beginning theme, your middle, and then you go back to the beginning. So each piece has a conclusion. So the idea was that it would be a complete entity in itself, each piece.
0: So. Alright, we have some of your music We've been okay. trying to download it And I must, uh, I'm very proud to say we haven't been able Up until now to download it Because we can't pirate it, which is a good thing, isn't it? That is a good but thing But let's take a listen absolutely phenomenal phenomenal to write that the inspiration that went into that that was prelude six yeah I mean just describe how you created that
1: I that's actually one of the most difficult questions that I've been getting lately with interviews is that it's very hard to to say what inspired a, what inspired a piece of music and what inspired me to write it the easiest. Explanation I could give is that my over the last two years, I've been I've met a lot of people and I've had a lot of friendships solidified. And it's the connection that I that I've formed with these people. And so each prelude was uh, for me a conversation. I'm not the most, the most, um, what would
0: be the right word? Vocal, (laughs) Um, maybe
1: vocal and also.
0: Outgoing it, or introverted? How would I describe I, I
1: you? Sometimes I can be quite outgoing and sometimes I'm extremely introverted. I'm also not very articulate at the best of times. So I find music is my my way of talking in a very straightforward and very articulate way. Um, so these preludes were a way for me to sort of express myself and have a conversation with whomever the prelude was about. Um and uh, they just, they just happened.
0: Ah, it's quite phenomenal. Now Oblik, that's Norwegian. Tell us about your Norwegian ancestry. (laughs) I mean, do you watch Vikings on TV? I
1: used to watch Vikings on TV. Are
0: you related at all in any strange way to Ragnar Lothbrok?
1: I might be, you (laughs) never know. (laughs) Um, uh, The Norwegian ancestry is quite an interesting one. Uh, There was uh, a whole Sort of clan of Norwegian, more, well, I don't know what you would call them, settlers or yeah. travelers that moved to South Africa, to Natal in the early 1900s. And the Liza gangs were, were some of them. Um, and so it, I'm part Norwegian on my dad's side. And the reason why I went with the Norwegian ancestry for Oeblick is because it was sort of a uh, pretentious doing a portfolio for, uh, prestigious music college in London and I, everyone is very academic and I thought okay well if everyone's going to have very smart titles for their for their works I'm going to try and have one too so I tried to take the a parallel between the way Norwegian words are um, they're very repetitive in terms of their spelling so you'll have double K's you'll have Um, double ends it will so it it sort of mirrors the repetition that i have in the pieces of of and ojabløk means moments and the premise for that was it was a series of moments and so that's that's my norwegian ancestry
0: oh i love it (laughs) i i love it love it love it love it you've got okay you've got ojabløk you've also got simple circles what happens next for you
1: I've just released my new album, my third album which that prelude was from, uh called My Body of Preludes. Right. It I released it on the 2nd of August and I'm about to have my launch concert for it on the 19th of September at my friend's store in Parkhurst called Modernist. Um it's uh so that's that's my conversation with people. It's I it it was a few it was a few different elements it was me making a play on the word of a body of work a body of music and how a body as in the human body and how people c- become part of you um and so i tried my best to encapsulate the people that inspired the album as much as i could mm. and to sort of create stories, but not just stories for myself, stories for other people, which has been quite interesting with the feedback from it is I've had messages from all over from people saying, I mean, one girl who works at my dad's office would, she wants to walk down the aisle to one of my pretty Um
0: <laughs> Oh, lovely. Um,
1: one, one woman sent me a message about how she cried for hours and hours listening to the album on repeat. And so it means something to every different person. It's either a very happy experience or it's a very sad or it's an inspirational one. So it's been, it's been quite overwhelming, quite exciting of how people have responded.
0: Juliana in Pretoria would like to say hi. Good afternoon, Juliana. Good afternoon. How are you? Not too bad. Would you like to chat to Caroline? Go for it.
1: Yeah, I just wanted to say, so I'm I'm 16 years old, and I'm I'm half German, half South African.
0: And I've been playing music ever since. So I probably started singing before I could even talk. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I, I've been,
1: I'm a self-taught pianist, but I also play electric bass guitar in the orchestra. And I've been composing songs since the age of seven. So I thought, like, it might be a great opportunity to link up with you. Cause that, you sound would be, very inspirational. that would be amazing. So you should fi- find me on social media and, and send me a message.
0: Mm, I think it's a fantastic idea. Juliana, what we'll do, I'm going to put you back to our producers, and we'll just get your details as well. If you guys want to make contact, go for it. Because I think, Caroline, there are many people out there like Juliana who actually wants to, you know, it's, it's easy to be at home and to teach yourself and to sing in the shower and sing while you're doing the dishes and on it goes and on it goes, and then to compose your own music. But people lack that courage to do what you've done.
1: But see that that's exactly my my thing is that if anything I wanted to be a, I, I don't want to be the youngest classical composer I'm not actually the youngest classical composer as you as you just heard. Yes. Um but at the moment I'm the youngest recording classical composer that is releasing music in South Africa and I want to sort of set a platform where others can see that you can do it and if you put your mind to it and you actually Stick with your convictions and you are brave enough. I mean, I, I still look at my, I, that was the first time I listened to one of my preludes in, since I recorded <laughs> it. So it's, you never think that the art you make is as good as, as good as you want it to be. So it's always a terrifying process to actually release it. Uh, but if you don't do it, you, you, you just won't ever get anywhere. So you have to try find the courage and the, and the drive to, try and do something with it otherwise there's no point in being a composer if you don't share your music don't write music
0: yeah but uh, with regards to you i mean you spoke about releasing your new work at your friend's music store what about a concert video what about going bigger and bigger and bigger because i see that for you
1: um eventually at the moment it's it's very difficult i if i was a performer it would be a different story if i was if i was a solo violinist and i could play with the with the Johannesburg Philharmonic Orchestra, then I would have that opportunity to play in such a big venue. But because I'm still quite small and not on a larger scale, it's very difficult to go, say, to the Linda Auditorium and book out uh, an entire venue and hope that you would get the, what, 400 to 1,000 people that would actually attend the concert. Um, So at the moment, I'm trying to do things that are slightly different. I want to take music out uh, classical music, out of the the areas you would think they would be performed and into the more unusual spaces. So at the moment they become more memorable and more special and later on maybe I will be on that level where I can play in a large concert venue at the Carnegie Hall.
0: Lincoln Centre, <laughs> sure maybe. You I'm sure you will. Caroline Lies again. Great to have you on Thank 702 you and best much. of luck for the future. Thank you. Good to have you here. Just after 2.30 and Gladys Boteles got your latest eyewitness news headlines. Good afternoon, Gladys. Thanks, Ray. Good afternoon. Former ESCOM boss Brian Molefe has failed to fully pay solidarity as ordered by the court and now the trade union is petitioning the sheriff to attach his property. Molefe had until today to pay 700,000 Rand to solidarity for its legal